Hey everyone, Eric Watson here. What follows is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live on my YouTube channel every week at youtube.com slash c slash roguewatson or just search roguewatson on YouTube. This actual play series is not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you would like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. Level up. All right, let's get Shit. this going. <laughs> <laughs> I should have given a third announcement, should I have? God damn it. What am I going to pick? Oh my god. All right, no wonder. Right, here we go. Here we go. Class. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold your horses. No. Hello. There's a lot of good theory crafting going on in the chat right now also for everyone's classes. Ooh. Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to our weekly live-streamed Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition online role-playing adventures. I am joined as always by my wonderful friends, Chris, playing Valravin, the Eladrin Bard. Who surprised will be multi-classing into rogue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody said who's multi-classing into rogue this campaign, and somebody yeah. else said everyone. Yeah, the question is who, it's how no, many. I picture the Gary Oldman from the professional. Everyone. <laughs> Heather playing Frey, the halfling barbarian. Oh, I so want to get on all this betting that I see going on in the chat. I'm realizing when you multi-class, I'm gonna start. Start messing up my intro too. Uh, Rochelle joining I us soon. I too shall be multitasking into Rogue. Playing Celeste the Half Orc Monk. It's a great tip class. <laughs> Raymond playing Edmund the Human Artificer. He nods knowingly. Hello. And Reese playing Thimbleweed the Gnome Ranger. I will not be taking bets from chat. No bets. It's not really a surprise. We stream yeah. our sessions <laughs> live on YouTube every Friday this evening. Is Watch all of our TND. <laughs> That's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, but what's that level four? <laughs> Watch all of our DD live series as well as reviews and let's plays on my YouTube channel. Read weekly session recaps at roguewatson.com. Watch my behind the scenes no players allowed live series crafting Icewind Dale every Thursday. Head on over to our post live. God, I cannot fucking say that sequence of words. Live post session discussion, Frostside chat after our show tonight. I should probably change it because I'm the one that fucking wrote it. You can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash Rogue Watson. Uh, shout out to a new patron this week, Stan, who just came in like five minutes ago. I got that alert. Thank you, Stan. I <laughs> Stan. You should have waited till we went live, then your name would have popped up all fancy. How no. dare you? I know. Redo it. Always has bad timing. For our campaign, we use Roll20.net for video chat. We use Discord for streaming. I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Our music is by Kevin McLeod, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. 
Previously Yay! on Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frostmaiden, Celeste, still experiencing horrible headaches, was drawn toward a weird alien skull fossil and what glittered inside. Frey, thinking to help her friend, smashed the skull and grabbed the crystal that came tumbling down. Celeste surprised everyone by tackling Frey, and the two wrestled for the crystal precariously close to the bottomless chasm. Frey was able to pin the still-injured Celeste, who responded by meditating and clearing her mind. Frey offered the crystal to her, and she took it, instantly feeling relief. She would later discover the crystal contained powers that seemingly enhanced her mental abilities. The lead Cobalt Trex was thankful to get rid of the crystal, but one problem still remained, the monster of the mine. He told him it was a silent and smart hunter, killing kobolds whenever they were spread thin around the mine. The brazen Frey offered herself as bait as they ascended to the second level where Smull had described the monster attacking her. With the others safely tucked in the tunnels beyond, Frey sat in the empty room near the chasm and breathed in the darkness. It didn't take long before she felt the sting of ropey tentacles grab her from above. They were attached to a floating brain with a beak that snapped at her hungrily. She staved off the paralytic effects of its tendrils, crying out to the others before it grabbed her and began floating away. The others hurried after her, but the grail was fast. After she failed to escape, it tore into the halfling, leaving her unconscious while the monster floated up the chasm. While Robin used his fey-touched misty step to teleport to the upper walkway, quickly administering a healing potion to the thankfully close, unconscious Frey. Edmund used Celeste as a ladder to climb up and fire magic stones at the creature. The grell dropped the now angry, axe-swinging Frey, who grabbed onto the walkway, but it missed snatching Valravin. It headed deeper into the chasm toward the kobolds, but Thimbleweed and Celeste were ready for it, he firing a rope arrow to harpoon it, and she grabbing onto the rope and pulling him, pulling it toward the ledge. Frey, now even angry and more brazen than usual, leapt off the first floor, sliced into the grell, and landed next to Celeste. Edmund followed, narrowly missing the grell and barely hanging onto the rope. Thimbleweed fired a final arrow into the beast as it sank into the darkness, with the others scrambling onto land. The monster defeated the party left the mine, finding a mob of angry miners outside. Frey used her injuries to intimidate them into standing down, while Valravin helped convince them to let the kobolds stay and work. Everyone was grudgingly satisfied with the situation, and the party was rewarded with an extra payout and a much-deserved long rest. So you all be leveling up tonight. Up. Tonight? That is tonight. <laughs> I wish you would told us. Jeez, we could have come prepared. For everyone watching, I sent up several reminders. Very passive-aggressive reminders nope. in our players-only Discord channel. Are there several? I just saw the one. So this is the joke we're all making. <laughs> it's not a joke. I haven't leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> None of us have yet. It's fine. I fully believe that. <laughs> uh, but technically, we level up during the stream. So, oh, Chris, we were talking about your canonical whenever you do your little face step thing, being naked. But yeah. the reason, the way you get to keep your stuff is your clothes stay behind, but your bag goes with you because it's not close. That's why? how you get to keep your stuff. I mean, okay, but I still don't know why we're doing this. It's it's it it's become canonical that you have to be involved with nudity in some way. Your character. That's do. right. That's right. Just that's like in real life. <laughs> like <Long> as... <laughs> see, you guys only see from like here up on him. I, that's it's... right. What yeah. you don't know about me. <laughs> uh, why don't we start in reverse order? This uh, is swimmingly, isn't it, dear? And we start with last name Weed, first name Thimble. I don't think that's how your name works, but that's, tell us, well, tell us, yes. Mr. Thimbleweed, about uh, level three. 
level three. Surprise, surprise. I don't know if you could tell from my picture. I'll be going <laughs> Swarm Keeper for level three Ranger. Yes. Bugs in here. Bugs. Bugs. Get them bugs. <laughs> so, one, I get Gathered Swarm. So they'll be appearing as swarming insects. Um, but on each of my turns, I can cause my swarming insects to make the uh, my attack target take an extra 1d6 piercing damage or make them succeed on a strength saving throw and or be moved 15 feet in a direction horizontally or move myself 5 feet horizontally from an insects. Oh wow. Moving someone by 15 feet is pretty great. That's pretty solid. That's, That's a huge yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Um, are the bugs like like just firing into them and just pushing them back with their force, or do you think it's like a like a cartoon like cockroach thing where they're like all on the ground and just like lift the thing up and just move? Or I always imagine just because the, the, the insects in the picture were kind of larger, like like large bugs like grabbing someone and like lifting. Them. Well, it specifically says like, a swarm. Like, okay. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the swarm will be uh, tiny bugs lifting them off the ground. Uh, just enough to move them 15 feet. Wow. Nice. Um, I also get... I'll be taking primal awareness for the Tasha's uh, variant for uh, their level ranger feature. So, uh, basically, instead of... Uh, I forgot what the other one was. was, I guess, knowing the uh, terrain... I'll be getting an extra spell, speak with animals at certain level, at level three, and then other spells at fifth and ninth level. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It replaces the one that we all the DMs hate. The spend some time focusing and pinpoint. Well, that was the that that was like the unearthed arcana version we used. I don't even know what the original oh. ranger is. It was something like you don't have to worry about finding your way or something. Mm. Um, which we also, also never really don't. Yeah, but it never mattered. Yeah. Hello, Rochelle. Hey. I'll be getting a Swarmkeeper magic at third level, uh, which gives me uh, fairy fire and mage hand. So wow. I'll have my bugs, my insects doing my because they're not all bugs. All bugs are insects, but all insects are bugs. Ooh, you're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's news to me. Uh, so technically, bugs have... <laughs> All day, every day, guys. <laughs> Did you see how just like a smile crept on his face? Like, ah, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. To drop some entomology chat. <laughs> he took an entomology course in college, guys. I don't know if you knew this, but... Oh, I'm intimately familiar with We've, we've heard the man knows bugs. <laughs> or sorry, mm -hmm. insects. Crap. Uh, they have like leathery wings, leathery shell, a hemenoptera, and a piercing mouth part. So, like water bugs is probably the most familiar one. Okay, so not all insects are bugs. That's right, what you in said the technical earlier. sense, but okay, I mean, you can use wow. people use bugs interchangeably. It's fine. 
It's very it's offensive. Bug. It's very offensive to, <laughs> yeah. it is to a lot of the bugs are bugs. Insects. We're trying to get some, uh, you know, uh, make people know through mm. the socials, but it hasn't taken off yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. So All right, Chad. This is our this is our drive. Um, I know arachnids is something different, though. Yes. Those are not bugs. They're not. They have eight oh, legs. Not Wait, six. I'm sorry. Bug and scorpions. Is not a technical term, right? Like there, yeah. An entomology of bugs call... is a technical term. Oh, it is. Okay. I... Have you not had this conversation a million I... times before? Well, they haven't had this conversation a dozen times before. <laughs> but how many times have I listened to it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then also for another spell. I'll for my regular ranger use spell, I'll be taking it detect magic because Thimbleweed realizes that not all of his tracking abilities, his physical tracking abilities are not enough anymore and needs uh. to have magical tracking also. Now can you cast that as a ritual or no because you have to be have the ritual thing? What? Because detect, detect magic, magic. yeah. Um, you know what? I didn't think about that. I'll have to look that up, or chat will tell me again. A couple okay. Minutes. <laughs> I think you have to specifically have like ritual casting to be able to cast it as a ritual, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Because I feel like a lot of these spells, you would think you'd just be able to do it with ritual. I don't know. Right. That's a lot of spells. It, it is. is I, a lot I'm, of spells. Not, I'm honestly a little surprised. I didn't know your character was going to be so spellcasting. Well, yeah, normally I just get the one new spell, which is Detect Magic, but yeah, I also get, so, Mage Hand, a new Cantrip, Fairy Fire, and Speak with Animals. So just three new spells. All right. Yeah. So that's a lot for a Ranger. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, So yeah, Rangers don't usually get the ritual casting, so. Okay, yeah, Chad is saying there's a feat you could take. There uh, is. If you wanted to do that. I I know. That's fine. All right. Um, do you still need to roll hit points? I don't know how far if you've done the Probably. character or not. Okay. Uh, yeah, I still need to roll hit points. Let's see. Ten. Excellent. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, take the six plus yes. two is eight. So I get a plus eight. Giving me uh, 28 hit points. 28. All right. Uh, Raymond, you are next. Tell me about level three, Edmund. So at level three, um, he gets the uh, artificer's skill, the right tool for the job. And so... With his uh, skills that you'll find out soon, I guess, you can produce exactly the tool you need. Um, you use your Thieves tool or Artisan's tools to create one set of Artisan tools in an unoccupied space within five feet of you, requiring an hour of uninterrupted, uninterrupted work, which could be a short or long rest. Uh, these things disappear when you use this feature again. So I can't quite clarify what Artisan's tools means. I think they're overlapping because this you use artisan tools to make more artisan tools. I'm guessing it's all the stuff like disguise kits and forgery kit, etc. I think so. Yeah. That would be my guess. All the yeah. Um, and then 
I don't know if I gave it away or not. Are people guessing what I'm not in the chat? Are people guessing what he's going to be? Couple, we had a couple guesses in the chat. Have we? Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep up with it or not. <clears throat> well, whoever guessed Alchemist would be correct. Bum, I think that's what bum. both. Uh, yep, I think that's what everybody guessed. <laughs> okay. Nice. I probably mentioned it at some point, or it's in my yeah. spells listed. Um, but anyway, so at level three, he gets quite a few things. Um, I mean, you get proficiency with alchemist supplies, which looks like I already have. Um, so I could choose one of the type of arts and tools if I like. We'll see if I decide to take advantage. I mean, I don't need that many tools. Uh, you get <laughs> uh, something else called alchemist spells. Uh, and so this is a little confusing, but um, there are additional spells that don't count against... Um, the other artificer spells you've got. So, um, so at third, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just saying, at third level, he gains a healing word and ray of sickness. Then there's experimental elixir. Uh, anytime you finish a long rest, you can magically produce an elixir in an empty flask you touch. You don't know. There's a table here with the D6. You don't know what's in that vial until someone drinks it. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. but it could be anything it's usually good stuff like one is healing uh but like on a d5 you gain flight so nice you know, that's... i know you're like trying to revive someone near death and they end up flying away you know? <laughs> the, the unconscious body just raises <laughs> pretty much success um and then you can even create an additional one using a spell slot uh first or higher uh you do need an empty flask each time um, the, uh, the elixir only is good until your next long rest. And so, you know, of course it re, uh, replenishes at a long rest. Um, so that'd be kind of fun. Um, yeah. And I gained one extra spell slot at first level, uh, but everything else is the same. The infusions and the cantrips are the same. So, and then if I wanted to, I could redo some of my spells, but I haven't, uh, Decide on that yet because I haven't really taken advantage of anything yet, so I'll probably keep it all the same. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask, do you get to learn any new spells, or you just, do you just get the ones that are given to you by the alchemist, which is the healing word and ray of sickness? Um, just the uh, just the new ones. Okay. Because uh, he doesn't. It's not like a spellcaster where he actually knows more spells. Um, I only get the few, and then later on I can learn more cantrips, <laughs> but um. And more infusions. Yeah, but so I keep, for some reason, I keep thinking your class is a main spellcaster, but you're actually kind of more on par with like a ranger or paladin, I think. Kind of, yeah. Or I just know some spells, and uh, it's more like I think more of the infusions and, and manipulating stuff. I think, but um, you know, new class, we'll figure it out. Yeah, the the elixir thing sounds hilarious with the fact yeah. that you don't know it until you fucking drink it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a D6. Uh, and you can even give it to inca incapacitated players, too. I so. need to uh, I need to make a fancy table for that you can just click oh, yeah. on, like a macro would be nice. Right. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah whoever's drinking it gets to click on it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for you for next time. I should have done it here because I knew what you were going to be, but well. <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now, it won't take much for you to get Frey to drink whatever. <laughs> like, take this. Yeah. I mean, most of them are positive, so... They're um, all positive, you just don't know what the hell is going to... Yeah, no, she... Yeah, no. 
Drink this. Like, oh, here. you've you've already <laughs> drunk that. Which is a good way of balancing <laughs> it. Like you don't know what it is, but they're all beneficial in some way. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to use it like near death, just in case. You know, you don't want to rely on it, but um, use it somewhere in between. <laughs> um, I haven't done the character mancer, so maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Of someone's doing. I'll just roll for hit points. I wasn't. I haven't used it before, so I'm not sure. Like. It, it asks you right at the beginning of it, actually, right at the beginning of the character monster. It's like hit points, and you can click on either oh. roll or average. So what we do is you just hit the roll first, and then we'll roll it and, and show it in the chat. And then if it's too low, then you can just hit the average button and then go from there. Uh, Brandon, oh, answer your question. Yes, we are using Tasha's class features. In fact, we have a ranger here who's pretty much using all of the new Tasha <laughs> stuff for his ranger. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we like we like all that stuff. In fact, I think a lot of us are choosing classes and subclasses from uh, Tasha's as well. Mm -hmm. So I got six. So six. just hit next, and it'll auto put it all in. Will it take my con modifier? Yeah, as well? it does yeah. all of that for you. It sure does. Okay. Cool. Uh, that's uh, slightly above average too. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So while you're doing that. Let's go to Rochelle. Uh, you are the big wild card. I think we're all interested to know what is Celeste doing at level three. We are all interested in what Celeste is doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no idea. Well, I, I I thought I knew, and I'm just like going back and forth between two of these still. Um, oh is goodness. this is this like the the, the 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 waiter has just come to the table and you're like, no, go to somebody else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Reese told you about the massive breakdown we just had with our child, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, I thought I had more time, but there was there was a big meltdown. Okay. She had more time. I I think it was time uh, now. Okay, I'm just gonna pick one. Okay. So, so the way this, this is works a big at choice. I don't want to. Yeah. Is she'll say, "All right, you. I. I don't really. You. You know what you know, right? Like, yes. Okay. You order, and then I'll do it. Okay. I want this. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Two seconds. What yeah. would you like now? <laughs> Fuck. Like, oh no! <laughs> I thought I had more time. <laughs> that was me when we went to dinner with Eric's parents. Yep. Oh, like, guy came to me, I was like, no, you got to go to everybody else first. And I literally uh, went last and I still had no idea what I was going to order. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hopefully everybody's okay. getting sides and you have to choose sides. Otherwise, there's no time. We're, we're trying to solve for you, Rochelle. Thank uh, you. Right. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Even so engaged in the conversation, she hasn't been looking. <laughs> <laughs> I did I, I can, the whole conversation want, where I we literally... had talked about Christmas being like, like naked from the chest down. I can, because... I can literally circle around everybody else. There's no big deal. I can do Circle that. Around. We're, we're all we're all <laughs> awaiting and bated breath. For a second. I got it. I got Serious. <laughs> I, I picture Chris naked waist down all the time. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's how I get through my day. These are all crop tops, by the way. There's nothing. <laughs> it's all midriff. Clarify. <laughs> more comfortable. A button down midriff. It's <laughs> <laughs> only that's three right. buttons. <laughs> oh my. Uh, sorry. What you uh, just to clarify, because I sounded kind of waffly uh, with the artificer spells, but he knows spells separate from those you know new ones I just told you about, which is the uh, alchemist specialist intelligence modifier plus half your artificer level rounded down. So I only learn more spells if he gets a little smarter or as right. I level up. Okay. okay. Uh, but right now, being level three, half of that is one and a half rounded down. So I still only have the same number of spells as the last level. Gotcha. But next level, I'll actually get a new spell 
to learn. And I think uh, the character monster will take that into consideration. From what I can understand, whenever you reach that level and it and you've got something like that, it'll say, "Hey, by the way, you've got a new, you know, spell to choose or something." So that's how you learn new spell spells, and then there's a separate alchemist spell list. Um, yeah, so level right. three, you get some. Level five, nine, thirteen, seventeen. So okay, healing um, words a nice fucking bonus spell to have for like any class. Yeah, that'll be a. A good one. I don't know the other one. Ray of Sickness. I think it's a just pretty yeah. solid single target damage. I think. I'm interested to see how he flavors his healing word. If it's mm -hmm. like rebinding like molecules and wounds together or something. All right. So um, it still takes spell slots, though. Oh, right. It spells known. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They count as artificial spells for you, but don't count against the number of spells you prepare. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, no. You're in, You're in trouble. You're He's killing for here you. Here comes the wife. Uh... Heather, talk yes. to me about Frey at level three. Oh, Frey level three I is... I don't know this one. Yeah. Mm. I don't think any of y'all do except yeah, has, has, has chat have guesses about uh, our barbarian? I think we've seen some yeah. earlier. I, I saw mean... somebody get... I saw a little bit of debate where someone was guessing one, but then there's like a thing I hope she doesn't, but I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't see why. <laughs> and this is similar to uh, Artificer. We've never actually had a barbarian before in a full campaign. Yeah. So, this yep. is all these subclasses are new to us. Yep. So, Frey at level three gets a couple of different things. Um, I get an extra rage, first and foremost. So, oh, now wow. I have three. Uh, oh, here, man, here come the. Here come the guesses on the chat thing at least on my computer right yeah uh, a lot of people uh, are saying yeah yeah okay those yeah i don't know how many there are but there's three that are getting thrown around there's like lot. five or six different mm -hmm. options right okay um <laughs> and then i also get to uh pick a primal knowledge so where some of my barbarianness comes from and with that my primal path is from Tasha's, and I am going Path of the Beast. Beast. But, but this is this is where I think it's funny. Um, I was looking up because Frey is small; she's very small. So, like all of the things when you think of beast, you think of like polar bears and scary things and stuff like that. No, her beast is a stoat. A what? A <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I will. I have. Oh, let me see. Hang on. Let me see if I can do this. Hang on. I have a picture. I have a picture. Oh, those little guys. I've yeah. Seen... <laughs> it's like a bear weasel or something. A bear weasel. It's a stoat. They are horribly aggressive and all of these things. So I was like, this is freaking nice. perfect. I googled like the most dangerous small animal <laughs> to find. <laughs> just a little innocent looking weasel that just tears your throat out. That's... Yes, 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 it is. It's greatness. I love it. So uh, with that, I get a couple of different things. Um, with the the path of the beast, um, I have this ancient animal spirit that's a stoat that lives within me so now <laughs> whenever i enter a <laughs> I enter a rage uh i can manifest a natural weapon so between my bite 
my claws or my tail, and I get to pick one for each rage. Um, and they all do something a little bit different. So if if I do like the bite, my like jaw turns into like a bestial muzzle type thing, um, which does one d eight piercing damage on a hit. But then it also allows me to regain hit points if I have half my hit points or lower. Um, claws do one d six. Um, but they also allow me to take an extra claw attack. So if I do the claws, I can attack twice. Tail, uh, I basically grow a, a spiny tail that is 1d8 piercing damage uh, to a creature within 10 feet. So it gives me that range type of a thing. Um, and then with primal knowledge, I get to gain a proficiency in one of the skills of my choice from the list of skills that are available to barbarians at the first level, um, to which... I will be selecting um, perception because you know mm, barbarians need to be perceptive. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the fun things that I get. The stoked, yes, the be stoked. Yep, was <laughs> was my favorite part. So I look forward to you stoting out. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, and the bunny from Monty Python. That's right. Mm-hmm. I thought about that for about half a minute because that would have just been funny as hell. Um, hell yeah! Wow, I'll, I'll take eleven Ooh, hit points. Boy, yeah, yeah. Start really pulling away soon. Jeez, eleven on the D twelve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is what I get at level three. I now have thirty six hit points. Good lord. Ah, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, that's my fun stuff. I'm a stoat. Nice. <laughs> I'm the beast. Uh, Mr. Chris, or Robin, at level three. I don't know this one either. I think at last mm. we talked, it was down to two different choices. Uh, does that's chat right. have a guess for our uh, talkie bard? I've seen a couple guesses. Yeah. And one I've of seen them, a couple of them, for you, yeah. What, one of them I thought was funny because he was right. And I'll make you say it every single week. He is oh, an Eldrin yes. Bard of Eloquence. Eldrin Bard of Eloquence. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mouthful. Yep. Um, yes, he is going the College of Eloquence. So first off at level three, his uh, fainness really comes into its own. And he gets an extra feature in regards to his face step, which right now, let's see this worked. Okay, yeah, right now he's a spring Eldrin. Eldrin can shift between seasons, so he could, depending on his emotional state, oh yeah, uh, become you know something else. But right now he's a spring. So when he uses face step, he can touch one willing creature within five feet, and that creature teleports instead of him. So he could use his face step to teleport someone else oh, wow. who is willing. Um, at level three, as part of the College of Eloquence, he gets a silver tongue. Uh, a when literal he's, silver he tongue. He stole it from somebody. <laughs> 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 it hurts. Jebediah uh, Springfield. He just like laps it at someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shiny. Um, when he makes a persuasion or deception check, he can tra- treat a nine, a roll of nine or lower as a 10. So he can never roll 
lower than a 16 on persuasion. Wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Handy. I'm sorry. It's plus your proficiency. So you can never roll lower than a 18 on persuasion. What? And, and 18 on deception. Just never, never embarrass yourself again. <laughs> It's like Jedi mind powers at this point. Uh, yeah. Good and God. He gets unsettling word. He can use one of his bardic inspirations against an enemy to roll that bardic inspiration die, and that creature must subtract that number from the next saving throw they make. Oh boy. Before the beginning of, of Valravin's next turn. You have to combo that thing. You'd have to combo, or, or have somebody in your, else in your team who's ready to do something that, uh... That's what a combo means. Well, I, you could also combo <laughs> with your... <laughs> you could also combo it yourself, because the Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action. So ah, could that's true. Do that, and then cast a spell. Very true. <laughs> yep. And he is picking up the spells. Uh, suggestion? So he can uh, suggest... Don't do it. Don't do what? <laughs> is suggestion the spell? Yes, suggestion is the spell. I heard a. It sounded like there's a question mark after suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> suggestion. So in case, in case you're 18, <laughs> persuasion is enough. That's right. He can command someone to do so, or suggest someone do something. And also, um, as he d details how wonderful of teammates are. He may enhance your abilities with the enhance ability spell. That seems appropriate because you can just talk. That's talk right. Them up. <laughs> That's right. Or wonders exactly of their it. intellect or their mighty strength or something. Exactly. And I need some hit dice. Go D8. Nope. It's no good. <laughs> no 11. No. Okay. No 11. So it's 5 plus 2 is 7. Which puts me at... Oh, wait. Is it five? Yeah, five. Mm -hmm. um, six, seven. That puts me at 24. HP. All and right. that is it for Val Robin. Rochelle, we have... Oh, my gosh. This is the hardest decision <laughs> I've ever oh had. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Cut her up the table. We've all ordered our baked potatoes. We've all gone into We've got, We've got seven oh, appetizers <laughs> lined up. <laughs> okay. Seven appetizers. <laughs> Everybody's got an appetizer. Just That's kidding. right. <laughs> Why did okay. I get potato skins? Well, I'm already getting a baked potato. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta add more toppings, I guess. I had like nine different subclasses to choose from. And yeah, I, I wanted to do all of them. Okay. What I know for sure is that at level three, I get deflect missiles. So I can use my reaction to deflect or catch the missile. I'm hit with by ranged weapon attack. Uh, damage I take is reduced by 1d10 plus dex modifier plus monk level. Uh, and then there's... Some more stuff on there. Chat, you're being too quiet. Out. What do we think our monk is doing here? Yeah, what, what do we think? Yeah, yeah. What do we think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but your guess is as good as ours. There, there like actually... missiles is great, though. It really yeah, is. It is. 
Well, I, I have I that. Know, I have that regardless. I yeah. know what we discussed like two hours ago, but now I'm questioning <laughs> I know, myself. But I'm still reading and they all still seem good. Okay. So here's the thing is I liked all of them that are in Santa's. Mm. I I would have loved to do the way of the drunken master, mm. but it, it just doesn't seem super useful for me already I having that conversation happened in the chat. The conversation that you're having right now, they were like, but it doesn't work because yeah. she already took this. And, yeah. Okay, there yeah. we go. So there was a committee that already so, wrote that one off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it's in the minutes. <laughs> okay, so what's the chat say I should do? No. Okay, so I have made a decision, but I was I was having a really hard time choosing between the way of the Kinsai and the way of the Sun Soul because they both seem really good. Ooh. Um, Neither one of those are popular. Like, uh, uh, that's, there must be so many of them. There, there so many subclasses? Yeah. There are. One of those. There are a lot of subclasses. I mean, mm -hmm. so way inside is basically just like um, uh, optimizing, amplifying your weapon attack. And it seems really good. And then way of the sun soul is like gaining spells and, and stuff to do radiant damage. So I am going to go with way of the sun soul, which is more thematic in this case, because what has happened Celeste has discovered a new, really fancy way of cleaning and sanitizing, and that is radiation. So, uh, at bleach three, everything. <laughs> at level three, she gains radiant sunbolt, um, and so that's an, a, a it's a ranged spell within thirty feet. Um, add Dex modifier. Uh, its damage is radiant, and its damage die is a D four. And then it, that diet changes as you gain monk levels. Uh, so that's pretty much it. And then later on, there's like other like radiant fire stuff. Wow. Woo. Okay. The cleansing okay. power of clean. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. It's probably the wrong decision. Scour okay. the earth. So let's see. So, so it kind of gives you like a range attack. Yeah. For even more opportunities not to get hit. Right. That was good on hit points. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in this character mancer thing. Our two um, uh our two melee people rolled the best on hit points, which I feel is excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yep. I'm at twenty six hit points. Nice. I think that's it for me. That and detect missiles. Mm-hmm. I've detected missiles. Yeah. I've detected. <laughs> this is arrow sticking out of red. I've detected <laughs> missiles. Detected. <laughs> oh no! It's like my yep. danger sense. There's there's a missile that's coming out of here. <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> oh boy, what are we doing? Is this just a level up session? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, at this okay. point. Um, so yeah, you all enjoy a nice long rest at the, uh, you know what, I'm gonna switch you all since we've been staring at this map for a while, we can go to the town. Uh, so you're still in Tourmaline, uh, having just done the gem mission, uh, and have spent the night at the east side. Uh, which the inn is, it looks like a bunch of separate houses, but when you're actually there, you find that they're actually connected via, like, underground passages. So it's all just kind of one big building of networks. It's all very cozy and 
Omi. Uh, the innkeeper uh, introduces herself as Cora, and she seems pretty, uh, you know, friendly and generally hardworking, real salt of the earth. And uh, whenever you all are kind of having your breakfast and getting ready to leave for the day, she comes over to you all and says, uh, Oh, Marshals, I can't thank you enough for helping out with the mine. My husband, along with most of the town, worked that mine, and I was very worried what would happen if they tried to storm in all full of ale and bluster. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I, I do wonder if you'll have a time to help me. It's about my son, Warwer. He's grown now, but in many ways acts like a child. He never wanted you to be named a minor. Your son Flower? Hmm? You named your son Flower? Warwer. Flower. <laughs> spell that, son. I don't know. She kind of spits up a little bit. Warwer. All of you just descend into frothing madness. <laughs> <laughs> just bits of scrambled <laughs> egg just, just pillowing out of your mouth. Turns out this was a mental attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take severe psychic damage. Um, well, Robin's the one that should be doing the vicious mockery. You're right. <laughs> we'll just call him John. My son, John. <laughs> uh, he never wanted to be a miner, and when he wasn't here working in the inn, he would explore around town, sometimes for miles. Once he didn't come home for hours, and my husband organized a search party to look for him. When it got too dark and they came home, they had to drag my husband. It was the worst night of our lives. And then the next morning... John stumbled in the door. <laughs> Just trying this tense moment. Uh, he was practically frostbitten, but he was alive. I was overjoyed. I thought it was a miracle. I even turned off all our heat and refused to cook a warm meal in honor of the Frost Maiden. But my son started acting strange. He was never a model citizen, mind you, but he was a good boy, respectful. At least he was. But then he started acting rude and snappy. And sometimes refused to come out of his room for a whole day. Most of the How time... How old is your son? Is he going through puberty? Oh, no. He's he's grown. Old enough to know better. But maybe not quite old enough to leave home. So, yes. So, 35? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big range. <laughs> Does he live in your basement? Real man-child. Uh, he had that he had that young man uh, wonderlust about him, but he was still a good boy. But then he came back and he was all uh, just acting different. Well, once when I was cleaning his room, I, I found what looked like a... I didn't think much of it. It was like a little shard of... This, is, this thing is reading like one of those uh, like bad parrot Reddit posts. <laughs> <laughs> I found a blood in my baby's room. What do I do? Child was out till 8.30 p.m. So like any natural mother, I went <laughs> toward apart. And you won't believe the note I now, found. Now, he was gone all night, I'll have you know. <laughs> and came Wait, home with ahead. that whore. No. Um, he said, once while cleaning his room, I found what looked like a shard of 
of this black crystal hidden under his pillow. And then he was suddenly there, he was screeching and yelling like I'd caught him with his pants down. He threatened to hurt me if I ever touched the stupid thing. My own son. Where is he now? I will knock some sense into him. As well, that's, that's, that's just where you all might come in for me. So, the next day, uh, a pair of these tieflings, and she kind of says it in a way that is a little racisty. A pair of tieflings arrived at problematic. the... Problematic. At the... <laughs> problematic. <laughs> at the end. I'd never seen them kind before. They were dressed nice enough. I thought maybe they were merchants or wizards or something. And they took an interest in my boy. My boy who barely looked at anyone since he'd come home. And I noticed they had these, these fancy, look like amulets. And they, I don't know, I, I thought they kind of looked similar to the little black crystal my boy found. Well, these folks didn't even stay the night. Instead, my boy came, comes to me saying he was leaving with them and he'd never return. I had a lot of questions, as you can imagine, but he just stared at me. And then he gathered up almost nothing and left. Do you have this chart? Did you... Can you show it to me? Oh, no. I, I was never able to get close to it again after finding it that one time. And, well, I've already been through his room. I imagine he took the damn thing. It looked like this. And he starts sketching uh, a shard. Um, she... Like this. Yeah, her, her attention is now focused on you. And she says, uh, yeah, it kind of does look like that. Did you see what happened to that shard? What your son might have done with it? Oh, I, I don't, I have no idea. D do you think that has something to do with how he was acting? Partly. Part of it has to do with him living in your basement, but yes, part of this <laughs> has to do with the shard's effects on his mind. I've, oh. been, I've been looking into these items and I'm curious to find out more about them. Where's your son now? Well, I, I, I couldn't really talk to them much. I mean, they were they were friendly, but they weren't really in the question-answering mood, if you know what I'm meaning. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good about uh, picking up when people are, are talking in my inn. And uh, the only bit of information I was able to pick up is they did mention uh, a castle. Now, there's, as far as I know, only two castles in this whole region. And that's at... Uh, but Care Conig and, and Care Denival. Care means castle. Could be they be doing in a castle? Are these castles abandoned? I don't know. I, I've honestly never been over there. Mm. I've heard of these crystal shards affecting their minds, but for what purpose? We're not quite sure yet. Hmm. She seems uh, interested and a little bit um, 
relieved that you seem to be taking a, a interest in this and that you're able to like have some knowledge about what's going on because she was just thinking you all would just be like uh you know just kind of a tip that she would pass on so she's even more pleased with uh, herself and with you that she brought this up oh I, I i do i don't want to impose or anything but if if you get a chance if you if you find yourselves over there maybe maybe you could ask about my boy Yes, I mean, for my for my research, uh, these things aren't very very stable. I mean, there's a chance your boy could be, you know, depending on how far the crystal effects have on him. But uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Like he said, you think your son is dead? I no. I'm saying he could be dead. I, oh no. I oh. bet he's dead. Oh, I, I hope not. I mean, if we wait long enough, he'll probably be dead. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, my, my boy, if you wait long enough, everyone will be dead. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Let's just say he'll be dead or sooner than his time. Excellent. Let's go to the next thing. <laughs> wait. We don't want this. We call it the black ice. We don't want it in the wrong hands. My boy, what exactly is your history with this? black eyes. I'm a scientist. I research unnatural phenomena. I have a goal in mind and any unnatural phenomena uh, gets my interest and uh, these particular magical items I'm interested in. They don't quite make sense and uh, you know, their unstable properties may actually serve the answer that I'm looking for. Tell you what, if we find it, I'll smash it. I don't know what'll happen if you do, but I'll be curious. Uh, we all win. Yeah, it could explode. I mean, I just told you it was unstable, but uh, you know, eh. I have no opposition to further my research. If you happen to smash it, I'll just stand, you know, fifty feet away. But uh, you do it as you please. And I suppose if we find the boy alive. We're dead. If, if we find flower, oh we'll send him home. We'll bring what's left of him. Well, I, I, I do hope he's okay. It's not really... It's not really our concern. I agree. I'm more concerned about the crystal than, than your boy. I do have a concern about all these bugs that suddenly appeared in your bedroom overnight. <laughs> Excuse me. I keep this area very clean. I don't know why. These bugs are worth more than your son. Oh. I... Do not worry about the bugs. They are here to help you and help your son. Despite <laughs> him not deserving it. She turns fully to Edmund at this point and says, Well, I hope you can help my boy. <laughs> Do you have any any of his items, his clothing, his his underwear, anything that uh, our trackers' bugs can smell and sniff? All right, I'm gonna go and leave you folks to your breakfast now. Not <laughs> gonna get any of my boys' things. This yeah. breakfast is excellent, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so right back up. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you, sweetheart. Like great breakfast. Yeah. Um, I so remember the smellier the better. <laughs> I did add that as a rumor and lead. Uh, 
on your landing page. Innkeeper's son found a shard of black ice and began acting strange and mean. A pair of tieflings wearing amulets with a similar shard invited him to their castle. I see one of the cares on here. They're both Care. on there. And where's the other one? Oh, right next to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they're kind of on our way. We're already heading that direction. I mean, we're going to Kelvin's castle. Right. Right. That's Karen. what I mean. Like, Karen. Kelvin. Uh, so, yeah, you all were planning on going to the mountain. Um... Do I think any... we should completely change it up and let's go somewhere else. Do... Right. <laughs> and that's where we end our session. <laughs> that's all the time we have. Um, Thank you for joining us for this level up session. Do... <laughs> <laughs> and us tormenting some poor barmaid. That's right. Uh, the innkeeper. Thank you very much. She named her son Flower. It was not Flower, God damn it. <laughs> she, she doesn't deserve the title of innkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for flower. Wow, wow, wow! Yes, it's Hordor. It's it is Hordor. Thank you. Uh, do any of you have the equivalent of a Dungeoneer's pack? Um, if any of you wanted to purchase any mountain climbing gear or supplies, that would be probably be manifested as a Dungeoneer's pack. Also, I should remind all of you that lingering injuries are not automatically healed after a long rest. Uh. And if you wanted to purchase some healer's kits, now might be the best time to do that. You might want to remind us what the rules are behind I that. I will <laughs> remind you about that. I don't remember. Rules for our lingering injuries is they can be healed via greater restoration, healing spell, or service, which is about 450 gold pieces. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Or... What? Uh, if someone is proficient in the medicine skill, they can attempt a DC 20 medicine check that requires and expends a use of a healer's kit up to once Ooh. per day to heal a lingering injury. And I changed it. It used to be you cannot heal your own injury. I changed that to where you can, but you just have disadvantage to heal your own lingering injury. Uh, who's proficient in medicine? I am, but I can't heal myself if it's at a disadvantage. Well, I looked it up. I guess how many people are proficient in medicine oh, in this really? party. <laughs> <laughs> How much does a healer's kit cost? So a healer's kit is five gold, but it includes ten uses. Alright, I will purchase that. There might be some there might be some things we can do to set you up for success here though. What about a Dungeoneer's pack? Uh I believe the Dungeoneer's pack is twelve gold. Okay. Last time I looked that what up. does that get me? What does that get you? That includes like uh, the pittens and fucking rope and maybe a ladder. I don't. <laughs> There's a ten foot ladder you pull, you pull out of there. Let's see, we'll put it in the engineer's pack. But that's how I'm translating. Like in terms of getting mountain climbing gear, it just seems like one of those packs would be. Uh, the best representation of that, and it sounded like that one was the most appropriate because I actually had those climbing pittens. Alright, I'll get one. Uh, backpack, crowbar, hammer, ten pittens, ten torches, a tinderbox, rations, water skin, and 50 feet of rope for 12 gold pieces. Yep, yeah, I'll get that. Uh, Celeste, I'll add it to my explorer's pack. Okay. 
Celeste, if you want to roll me a 1d4, that's how many uh, healers kits that you can find for purchase at Tourmaline, because Tourmaline is one of the more larger towns and ten towns. You found one healer's kit. It's it's pretty picked Good. over. But it's it's ten uses. It is ten use. So it costs five gold, but one healer's kit okay. gives you ten uses. So however you want to set that up in your character Got sheet, it. and then you can attempt once per day to use one of those uses to try and uh, at heal. a disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. How do I? I, I can. Varavan could give you a little speech about how wise in medicine. Uh huh that might get rid of your disadvantage by giving you advantage on wisdom checks. Okay. Oh. It, it would cost him a level two spell slot. Oh, boy. Oh. How do I... Do I, do I just have to roll a medicine check? So, yeah, you have to tell me, like, when you're doing it, which would be, you know, basically just whenever y'all are chilling. Um, and then, yeah, it would just be a medicine check. Uh, DC 20, you're going to expend a use of the healer's kit and try to, yeah, try to heal it. And then if, if Barabin wants to use one of his things to try to help you, he certainly can. You guys could be doing this just the morning of, after shopping. I think Frey is still lingering injured too, aren't you? I have a concussion. Yeah, but she's just she's just not <laughs> just gonna live with fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest; it didn't really affect her that much. Oh man! Note to self: throw intelligence-based <laughs> monsters. But a a DC twenty. It's no joke. Mm-hmm. Got to repair a busted arm. Ah. Did you say something costed four hundred fifty gold? That was if you wanted to just pay somebody to heal you with magic. Okay, so we can't steal that. No. Steal services. <laughs> steal service. I'm going to kidnap a priest. <laughs> this is getting like John Q now at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I could intimidate him into doing it. Oh, Lord. Right. You have a bardic inspiration to give me? What is? What, what can I get that again? If you're going to do it, Valravin will sit with you uh, Celeste, as you're about to do this, and he will go in, he's writing this down the whole time as you guys are talking, and he will, like, in great detail describe to you, like, uh, uh, speeches that healers he has heard give speeches to at his, at the court that he lived at for hundreds of years, and how, how great healers talk about healing, and things that they've learned, and impart his wisdom, and as he does, he can... Oh, is it enhance ability? Yeah. Enhance ability. New spell. He can give you owl's wisdom, which gives you advantage on wisdom checks. Oh. Okay, so you're gonna spend a spell slot to just negate my disadvantage. You could al- yes. you could also do Bardic Inspiration, that would give also yeah. and he will also at the end of that speech, after he's told you all that, he'll just clap you on the shoulder. My dear girl, I believe in you. And he will give you a bar inspiration as well. Wow. Don't fuck this up. No pressure. So as long as you don't... I have one chance. <laughs> you have one chance. Mm-hmm. One opportunity. For that. Right. To seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. What is, what is, your, what is your actual medicine uh, modifier? It, I mean, it is a plus three. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. 
Do you have inspiration? Do you have Okay, please. Uh, she rolled a, a three, by the way, which added six. All right. Well, uh, okay. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know if it's technically possible, actually, because the the bardic inspiration is. Was it D six or D eight? D D six. Uh, you need more Ds. You need more Ds. Huh? I need more Ds. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you for trying. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll try again tomorrow, dear. Uh, well, Robin, I would, uh, I would, do you already have inspiration? Cause I'll give you a point of inspiration for oh, you spending, <laughs> for spending a spell already, slot and he already has two arms. Can I, can I use this? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you two armed motherfucker. <laughs> Didn't know you were armist. <laughs> Armed and fabulous. Oh, this is this is the uh, this is the eye with Gillian all over again. I feel like it's right. <laughs> this this oh, this broken arm is just gonna fucking follow you throughout the career. Can uh, I find a priest and try to intimidate them to heal her? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. No. Come on. No. I see, like I see her sitting there just floundering around. Arm just. <laughs> you know, you're pretty sure there's not any high-level priests in this town. They probably well, barely I don't have know like, that. Like, I, I can find a priest. I just don't know if it's the right one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just grow herbs in the garden, lady. I don't... Up him upside the head. Kill the arm! <laughs> um, um, I also buy a dungeon your kit. Okay. Buy some supplies. Yeah, well, Robin and uh, Celeste have a powwow and try to get some healing done, but alas, it is still quite challenging to heal thyself. Uh, but if you all are ready, you can uh, set off across the tundra, officially leaving the Ten Towns Trail. Go to the big map. Ooh. Forwards the mountain known as Kelvin's Cairn, which is approximately maybe nine and a half miles away. And uh, when you're traveling, obviously over non-roads, over tundra, it, you're going a little bit slower, but not horribly slow. Uh, you imagine you can cover ground at about uh, two miles an hour. Instead of three miles an hour. So it'll take you a couple hours to get there, basically. Um, so yeah, without the aid of well-worn trails and roads, travel is far slower. It's bitterly cold, though blissfully uneventful, as you spend the first two hours trekking north and east, nearing the Dwarven Valley. Thimbleweed and Frey, uh, you two know the valley as a network of tunnels and mines stretching for miles and home to the dwarves of Clan Battlehammer. They maintain a cordial, though not openly friendly, relationship with outsiders, and occasionally make treks to ten towns to trade whatever precious gems and iron ingots and all these things that they dig up. Traveling near the home of hundreds of dwarves reveals a relatively safe path that you can take, though you stay clear of the valley itself. After another hour, however, uh, you round a ridge and nearly run into a small group of dwarves. Four dwarves surround a fifth one who's manacled 
and wearing only tattered clothes despite the freezing weather. Two of the dwarves have crossbows trained on the prisoner as they are marching, while the others have hold of the prisoner's arms. The group appears to be leading the prisoner out of the valley and are startled uh, when they see you. How do you react? What'd this one do? We are no enemies to you, friends. I am Valravan Gwenetain Lanria, at your service. He talks too much. <laughs> and to my small friend's question, what did this one? You know we don't like to be called small, right? Diminutive, then. <laughs> like I said, he talks too much. Um, one of the dwarves, who's one of the ones who's uh, holding the crossbow, says, This is clan business. Who are you? We are large ones. We are not small. <laughs> we are pretty much the same height as you. Max writes down in his book, like, small, no, never again. <laughs> <laughs> just take that out of your lexicon. Yeah, just not. This one does not speak for us. He is a talkative one. We can't get him to shut up. Yes. <laughs> and yet you're all just talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and the dwarves are staring at you all. As you can tell, he rubs off one of us. <laughs> we are the sheriffs in this town. Who are you? And what are you doing with this person? What town? No town around here. Is it Ten Towns? <laughs> yeah, you are okay. the marshals of uh, the Ten Town of the Ten Towns. Damn yeah, marshals. Hey, we got those badges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah uh, he'll he'll show off a badge. That, you see here, the sheriff of Ten Towns. <laughs> That's me and all of my companions. I'll show our badges. What? Yeah, I don't show my badge. What the shinier it is, the more. You must believe us. Ooh, I have the shiniest badge. Look, look, everybody. Ah. It's blind. <laughs> so shiny. Just rays of light. Yeah. Oh, God. What she used her new fire bleach powers for. <laughs> Bathe in your radiance. He, obviously, is our leader. Even though there's no sunshine, it's just gleaming. Yeah, keep in mind, yeah, the, yep, the darkness is still uh, pretty oppressive. Um, one of the dwarves. That's this chattering buffoon. <laughs> one of the dwarves just spits on the ground. So don't care about ten towns. Clean that up. This is <laughs> to the snow. <laughs> right to it. Frey will uh, kind of get a little bit closer and just look at him. What he do? So the, this prisoner is manacled and has. Most of his body exposed, like his clothes are just in tatters, very unkempt hair, and you tell it's male, and his head is just bowed forward, and he appears to be occasionally, like, twitching or muttering. Um, Why are we sticking out our necks for this thing? We're not. I'm just curious. All right. One of them, that, the one that said originally with the holding the crossbow says, uh, He's being exiled. He's a danger to everyone. 
Understandable. Mr. Astute, what do you think about this? What manner of danger does this man present to you and your fine fellows here? They shift at you uneasily. Once again, they kind of say... They they seem unsure about even uh, uh, revealing too much about this situation. And one of them reiterates, like, dwarf business. Of course, of course, and we wouldn't want to step into your dwarven business, but we are, in fact, as stated, marshals of the Ten Towns region. Though I know your autonomy and independence is greatly observed and respected by all in this region, yourselves are, in fact, a part of it, and as such, we feel compelled to aid you in some way or form. All right, show me that sexy persuasion check, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Are are we marshals or sheriffs? I think we're marshals. Hmm. I have a letter to write. (laughs) Well, I rolled a 16 anyway, so have a 22. (laughs) Um, They seem... uh, Fairly enamored with your silver tongue, and then they actually talk. Do any of you know Dwarvish as a language? I might. Let me check. I think I do, too. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows Dwarvish these days. Yeah, I know Dwarvish, Dwarvish just like... <laughs> you took a semester in college, is that... <laughs> yeah, after my entomology class, I took a dwarves class. <laughs> that's how we ta- That's how his commands to his insects is in dwarfish, just to be pretentious. Dwarfish studies. They've all got dwarf <laughs> names. Yeah, he got really into it. I, I made a little beards for them. <laughs> um, from what you can tell, when they're speaking dwarfish, they're they're kind of saying, like, maybe they, they could, you know, help, or maybe we should, you know, tell them about uh, uh, what happened with Derek, or, you know, they kind of are arguing with themselves about it. And finally, they, they seem to uh, relent a little bit. Say, uh, uh, I guess, I guess you could help us. Or... Help him, if you can. We're waiting. Yeah, you guess? Maybe we don't want to help you anymore. <laughs> hey, Hoffman said, if we fine, you ran into us. <laughs> Where are the sheriffs around here? <laughs> we make the rules. Tell us what happened with him. Um, my notes for a second. Rule number one: Tell us everything you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of them says, uh, "By the way, are you, are you guys like approaching anywhere? You're just keeping your distance and just talking at this point." I'm approaching, poking the prisoner. I will let him. What's everybody else doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping my distance in the back. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm up talking to the doors too. Okay. 
now that Valravin sort of like talked these dwarves down, he's happy to let in his, in his, in his head his sizeism is like yeah, he's happy to let all the similarly sized folk work it out. Similarly sized folk. <laughs> this is a small folk problem. <laughs> Everything is in its place. Um, they're about to uh, say something, Thimbleweed, as you come up and poke the prisoner. And as you do, uh, he lifts his head. And you see a madness in his eyes. And he gives an inhuman shriek. And suddenly his muscles just bulge and he breaks those manacles, just splits them apart with his arms. He whirls around. This all happens just lightning speed. He whirls around, grabs an axe off one of the uh, dwarves who was holding him and slits the throat of another one that was the other one that was holding onto him. So one dwarf is now just falling back, blood squirting out of his neck, and the other one is just down on his knees, freaking out. Uh, and he turns to you, Valravin, and, uh, sorry, uh, Thimbleweed. And, uh, <laughs> slice, this is all just within the span of seconds. And then oh, manages Lord. to, uh, slice into you as well. Uh, one Maybe. might say, one might say recklessly. Oh, shit. Which oh, gives gosh. him, which gives him advantage. You take nine slashing damage. And where did he get this axe from? He stole it from one of the ones that was holding him. Oh, okay. Yep, he okay, did the... so he like broke out, grabbed the axe. Okay. Yep. Jesus. And that was the, uh, a, a pirouette surprise round. So now we're going to check out this new system of how this thing works. This is my worst poking ever. <laughs> As you all need to roll for initiative. Initiative. Oh, I rolled bad. <laughs> Do this. What? What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> all right. So this is a, a new thing that I'm testing. <laughs> There's animations happening on the map. Oh. <laughs> Yes, so this is a new uh, fancy macro. Shout out to Lord Anubis in our Discord server uh, who set me up with this uh, crazy macro where maybe we like it, maybe we don't, but it's going to ping everybody when it's their turn. It gives you a little end turn button to click in the chat menu and uh, allows uh, every token on the map to have individual initiative, which we have never done before. We usually have like all the enemies of a certain type go at one initiative, so... Ooh. We're going to test it out, see how it works, see how it tastes. And uh, I don't know why it says round three. I'm going to make it round one. All right, so it should be round one. All right, so that was its surprise round. So it, it killed, or at least you. it looks like it, well, I'll put it on the map. It looks like it just straight up killed one of the dwarves. Um, and then Thimbleweed, you just took uh, nine slashing damage from a crit as it recklessly slashed at you. And then we go uh -huh. to Edmund's turn. Actually gets to react first. Alright. So don't poke any prisoners from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson here. Uh, I love yeah. it. 
No insight, no investigation, no perception, just straight up poking. Yep. I love this party. He pressed the rage button. On, on the door. <laughs> he did press it the rage button. really dark. Is it supposed to be dark? Not like black, but everything's just fake. Correct. Like so this is, the region is under a permanent darkness. And those of you that do not have dark vision, you can see, but it's dark. Now, if you want to light, you know, you want to cast a light or light a torch, you can do that. But for those of you that have dark vision right now, you're seeing what basically looks like pretty much light because it's dim light. But for those of you that have I mean, dark vision, you're just basically Ray seeing dim light. wouldn't have been walking around without a, a torch already lit. I mean, that would have been a given. That's true. You so have my magic, You have my magic stone and I have my magic stone also. Oh, that's right. You still have the stones? Okay. I need to implement yeah, that. It's infused until I create another until um i use up all my infusions and it gets replaced okay um remind me what the stone uh light distance was because i did not include that on these tokens i put bright and then five dim okay. or additional five dim okay so you and, and Frey both have of, yep and one of them is in the bottom of that chasm in our last dungeon all right it's still yeah lighting up somewhere in the underdark but I will say, sorry to interrupt, uh, this is well-deserved for uh, Thimbleweed, because he was just sort of going in there, like, puffing out his chest yeah. and sort of like, people around. <laughs> yep, like, full authority figure mode? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just poking all of a sudden just got wasted. Alright, so now you and Frey should have a little bit of light from that magic stone. Alright, let's blow through spell slots now. <laughs> what? Uh, the DM likes to hear its hands are going to come together with electricity sparking between as he touches the ground you see um a path going towards the prisoner and thimbleweed and the snow underneath them just starts turning into like a slick grease mm. as a, a 10 foot square now i'm going to include thimbleweed Sorry. <laughs> he deserves it, he deserves it. <laughs> what did you learn now you're in a grease pit with the Raging Dwarf. <laughs> My dreams have come true. <laughs> so a 10-foot square. Um, and let's make it go up as well. That way, that way, if he like, tries to walk towards the Mowit or Frey, he'll still have to be in the grease. Yeah, I'm frantically searching for a grease, a grease square. Grease square. Wing the grease. Why square? didn't it uh, subtract a spell slot? Maybe I didn't do it right. There it goes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. There's the description click, and then there's the spell yeah. click. Yeah. They do the same thing. Um, when the grease appears, when it appears, each creature standing must succeed on a deck saving throw or fall prone. Okay. A uh, creature that enters or ends its turn there must also succeed on a deck saving throw or fall prone. Um... I searched grease yeah. and the first image is like an Uzi. This isn't right. Uh, just draw like a square on the map, I guess. I don't have a good it, image for grease. Just put a face of John Travolta on there and let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's the image I was hoping to get. Just a giant Google search image. <laughs> John Travolta is grease. I was trying to remember his character's name and I can't now. God, it's been forever. 
Grease Travolta. Danny Zuko? <laughs> name, yeah. Yes. Danny Zuko. His name was Danny Grease, I think. I don't... <laughs> Danny Grease. <laughs> I was going in a 10-foot uh... square, so I'm point within range. Okay. So each creature... <laughs> you specifically got the movie. That's awesome. Each creature in the area must succeed on a deck saving throw or pro pro. <laughs> All right, so Thimbleweed and the Rager. Oh, he's got, got yeah. that, though. Oh, wait, this is going to... Oh, yeah, so let's do group save. Oh, we don't have to do this when it's just one of them, though. Uh, this is Dex. I never this is just well. like the Friday nights in my tribe. We'd <laughs> grease each other up and have at it. Good old lord. <laughs> I just see that image of... Uh... The janitor from The Simpsons just ripping his shirt off saying, Grace me up! Yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently made the save, but I think that's a... It's still in effect, right? If yeah. he enters the area or ends its turn, must succeed on deck saving through or fall prone. Okay. So... Let's see, look at everybody's... Oh, he's last, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah he shit the bet. Yeah, my initiative... My awesome yeah. initiatives this campaign have caught up to me. He is going last. Oh, that's in my turn. Well, I need you to click that end turn button there, sir. You got an end turn button. That is oh, in the lower scroll. right. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, so I can yeah. see why that's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Y'all have like these giant spells to take out. Like, all right, where's my thing? Where's um, the end turn button? It's in it's the old purple square. Yeah, it's a little, little red. Mm -hmm. uh, so this dwarf is the one whose axe was stolen and whose buddy was killed. And he's actually going to spend his turn just like crawling trying? over to his, yeah, crawling over to his friend and just basically trying to like resuscitate him and doing the like the, the, the medic like scream kind of thing, but in a cool dwarf way. Breathe, damn you, breathe. Ah, no. Is it mean the gushing blood? It's it's, yeah. getting, it's pretty bloody over there. So, Val Robin. Ooh, we got a bright yellow. Um. All right. Um, let's just do some debuffing. Um, Val Robin is excitedly writing the story. He was fat. What happened? Fascinating. This dwarf <laughs> broke out of his manacles. Slash, dude. It's very dramatic. Mm -hmm. So he's jotting all this down. Um, and he is, uh, but at the end of it, he's going to start describing the raging dwarf. Um, you want to say, uh, but the dwarves foul odor, desiccated clothing and insane demeanor only portended his ultimate demise. He knew when and he knew this would be the place he died. Oh, vicious mockery. Yep. So he needs to make a... Yep. Alright. So he takes... I didn't do... I didn't do the damage on it. You clicked the wrong thing. I clicked the wrong thing! Takes one psychic damage. 
you see it was effective, but in a weird way, like, he doesn't seem to even register what you said. But you do see, like, for some reason, somewhere in his mind, it seems to, like, uh, still affect him normally with the damage. But emotionally, he appears just completely psychotic. Okay. Um, I, 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 d does he still have the effect of having disadvantage on his next attack? The yeah, yeah, the actual like, spell went through. I was just okay. trying to, like, flavor, like, okay. usually your, yeah, your people not... feel bad or something. This guy just doesn't. But, but yes, right, mechanically, okay. yes. For some reason. <laughs> it's like in the back of its mind, it still uh, seems to affect him normally. Uh, well, he's going to keep that up then. Um, because inside, deep inside, he knew that he wasn't under his own control and that the control of his own mind was purely the result of a pathetic will on his part. He knew that any action he took in this combat would ultimately fail because of it. And those will be some unsettling words. Mm. <laughs> Spreading that bardic inspiration left and right. Yep, so he has disadvantage on his next attack roll, and whoever wants to do an ability that causes him to do a saving throw... Or no, he won't have disadvantage on the saving throw. He has to He'll have a bardic die. tracks yes. the bardic inspiration from yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me remember that one. I'm gonna put a symbol on his token, but I think it's a D6 right now, right? It is a D6, yes. Okay. Alright, slap All right. that in turn. Uh the, the button. <laughs> Scroll up. Slap that button. <laughs> it moves. Like the thing like rolls over. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, all right, uh, these dwarves, even though they're still shell shocked, uh, they have their cro they've had their crossbows trained on this prisoner, and they uh, this one will fire. And uh, he actually has advantage on that. Sorry, because the berserker is reckless. Still missed though. Those dwarves <laughs> going wide, going wide. Uh, that one is dead. I need to remove him from the initiative. Oh, I don't know. Max takes him out. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Mr. Thimbleweed. Alright. Uh, I will use my swarm to move myself back mm. five feet. Out hey, of the grease. It's free movement. It's only when you um, enter or end your turn there. So you right. can walk out of fine. Okay. I was thinking more of like a free disengage. Uh oh. Is that, that what it does? Weird? Does that not I don't provoke attack of opportunity if you use a swarm? I don't know. No, I think if you're <laughs> moved by something else, it doesn't. Yeah. Does the swarm count as something else? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good question. I literally don't know. Somebody in the chat help look it up. Uh that's probably gonna come up, but if if, if that's how it works, then I will definitely allow it. Because I mean you can't get an attack of opportunity if something within the environment forces something to move. So, like, um, like gust of wind and things like that. So, if the wind forces them to move past you, you don't get the attack of opportunity. Are my insects not the wind? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's the rule. Oh, that no. Something that you're doing. Yeah, so. my insect. I can... As I read, as I read the, the like the 
like Google results, yeah. that seems to be the consensus. It's like okay. you're not moving yourself; something else is moving you're you. Using, you're using your mm -hmm. swarm power to move you. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a good reason for why you'd have that ability to have it move you five feet. So for sure. The only reason. Is that a, like <laughs> is that actually like a bonus action, or is it just you can just use your swarm to do something each turn? Um, all kinds of new abilities now. Mm-hmm. On. Oh, immediately after I hit a creature with an attack. Oh, okay. okay. So you have to attack first. Interesting. Right. <laughs> you, they, they don't obey your command until they see you attack. Yeah. So they see me succeed. You have to be the alpha in the situation before they follow you. I, I am the We're queen. For <laughs> the queen. That's an interesting that stipulation. Case. I will switch to my uh, short sword. And you feel like uh, you would have advantage against this berserker because he is oh. recklessly attacking. Nice. <laughs> uh, I will reroll my one. Oh. It's the... With my piercing ability. All right. These are fucking level three, and you've got all these new toys you can just do. Uh, yeah. and, like, good lord. Uh, so that does eight damage. Okay. And you're now Thimble Queen. Thimble, Thimble Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duca, what have you done? <laughs> I am Thimble Queen. <laughs> and I will then use. <laughs> uh, my swarm to move myself back five. Alright. Repositioning. Reposition your queen! Excellent! <laughs> when you when you um, swipe with your sword, it seems to normally deal, you know, damage like you would think it would do on a dwarven body, but he doesn't seem to register it at all. Like, he's still just, like, screaming and muttering and, and grunting and just doesn't even seem to notice the fact that you wounded him. And it also appears he's, like, just baned or hulked out. Just, like, just huge fucking dwarf all of a sudden. Set weapons to anti-hulked-out dwarf <laughs> mode. All right. Um... Go. Or I guess to be blue. I almost forgot. <laughs> Did not just scroll up for yours. We appreciate that. <laughs> so seeing like almost a kindred spirit and the fact that it it seems like it's a part barbarian here. Um but also knowing this guy's a little cray cray and has already killed another dwarf. Uh she's gonna put herself kinda in front of Thimbleweed. I know I'm in the grease. It's fine. Um, <laughs> is it when you enter or is it when you end? End your turn. Yeah. What's what's the spell? What's the save? It's enter and end. Oh, enter and end. That's uh, a DC 13 deck save. Okay. You always walk around him to the bottom. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure I'm in front of Thimbleweed because I know he can't take it like I can. Oh. Um, Would Frey really gingerly walk around Thimbleweed to avoid the crease? No. <laughs> I mean, if he had moved, she was basically going to rip him out of the way and just take his spot. Mm -hmm. uh, 
That's fine. I'll, I'll make the save. It's fine. What was the save again? Uh, it's 13. Dex. What's Dex? Dex okay. saving. Yeah, sorry. Dex, 13. Um, I'm comically can Oh, shit. Dex is not one of my good things. All right. Eh, 18 works. Ah, oh, yeah. All right. Santa right on that grease. Yeah. So she's just going to go like she's going to like be like flexing as she's going up there, kind of like letting like that little bit of the beast come into her eyes and things like that to see like if she can like intimidate this guy into like standing down. Like I'm bigger than you. My beast is better than yours, <laughs> even though it's a stoke. Yeah. Um, and just see if she can like literally intimidate the hell out of this guy. And and just kind of see if she can get him to stand down without having to attack him. That's what she kind of wants to do. You, as a free action, you can saddle up to him and kind of size him up and try to look at him and lock eyes and do a lot of that. And mm-hmm. you can tell, like, there's just nothing there that's thinking mm-hmm. in his eyes. Like, not even, like... Not even, like... Uh, animalistic like he would understand a fight or flight just complete and you even even get a flash of like yourself if you go too far like this is like the result or something where it's just complete madness of violence so even if you could prove your like complete strength over him it doesn't seem like it would have any effect but I will give you a point of inspiration because that's badass and I like the way that you just rolled right into the grease instead of avoiding it (laughs) yeah Alright, so in that case then, she'll uh, attack the hell out of him and then move out of the green after she's done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, well, let me turn that off because I'm not going to rage yet. I don't want to waste it. I don't think I need to, but I am going to attack recklessly. Well, you already have advantage, don't you? Because he attacked recklessly? Uh, Correct, sorry, yes. Yes, he you, uh, he attacked recklessly, so everybody has advantage on him. All right. Yeah, twenty-three. That will hit for sure. Oh, I can reroll that one. I think. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yes. Uh, attack. No attack roll. Ability checker saving throw. Damn it. I was hoping for the damage roll. Oh yeah, the hot, the lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'll do four. Okay. And then, uh... Ah, screw it. I'm staying here. And she's just gonna, like, bang her chest to keep his his attention focused on her. Okay. Respect. Roll. Yeah. So what's interesting is you're not raging, though, right? Well, You've decided to just come yeah. up and actually be the calmer one. <laughs> gotcha. And she's not She's not raging yet, but, like, that beast is, like, right there. Yeah. Like wanting out type of a thing, and yes, I failed my deck save, so oh. I'm gonna use my inspiration to re-roll it. Okay. Well, hold on, you still, but you don't you still have movement? It only takes half your movement to stand up. I do have still have movement. I only move well, my feet. I, no, I guess because the way the spell is worded, it's at the. It does end say of end your turn, turn. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's yeah. a little. Yeah. That's a little cheesy. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna try one more time. Okay. Well, if you use your inspiration, worse. if you use your inspiration, just take the twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Could you do that? Yeah, can I do that? Uh, it's a little cheating, but yeah, I, I would allow that actually. It, it's it's definitely <laughs> cheating. Y'all got y'all got to turn off your <laughs> advantage things though when you're not advantage because. Okay. But we used to play like that way, so I don't I don't mind. Yeah. It. 
Uh, I think that was an old rule we used. Yeah, we, I mean, that's and that's how a lot of games do play. That's why it defaults to rolling advantage in, in a lot of these systems, because you can just kind of say, well, let's use my inspiration, just take that one. But yes, that'll be fine. She kind of like slips and slides a little bit. And yeah. Oh, so, no, it's only from. Okay, hang on. Never mind. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> oh, I gotta hit the button, don't I? Okay. Yes, ma'am. The button. Celeste. Okay. Um. Oh. Not sure some of your. Gains be too much. Some of your tokens updated correct for me on this map. Are you guys seeing the same? What? I don't. You definitely don't have 17 hit points anymore, right? Yeah, I I don't. I have 26. Why are the tokens not? I also I don't know how well you guys know the monk class, but what is key fueled attack? Because that is something that showed up on my. I feel like just showed up on my character sheet. That might be the t oh, like one of the Tasha uh, optional things. Okay. Reason you and Reese didn't have your hit points set to your token. Fixing that now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It didn't have my character name. Also, it had my name. Name. Damn it! I, I think, think I, I keep. Yeah, I keep making that update, and then I keep uh, just I copying and pasting the tokens rather than updating. So I need uh, to fix that. Uh, it's a DM okay. error. I know. <laughs> DM error in your favor. Yes. All right. Everybody else should be. Okay, well, Celeste is just gonna, like, blind rage, run up after seeing that, um, guy's throat slit. Uh, gonna Clean rush forward. Quite messy. Huh? Was, clean his throat. It was, clean his throat. We're yeah. clean his throat. Okay. So this, this one is the guy who's, like, not, like, Registering. That is correct. Anything, right? He the cray cray. Yeah, he was the, the throat slayer. He's the throat slayer. <laughs> Finally, he registers as that's my name. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, she's just gonna. And you do have uh, you do have advantage on your attacks because he is attacking recklessly. Oh, okay. All right, well, it's a 19 hit. Uh, 19 does. Roll again. Uh, always roll okay. advantage just in case, and you might get a crit, because but yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, that certainly does it, yes. All right, so that's six. Legend and then. Uh, and then she'll turn to number two. To make an unarmed strike. That's uh... oh, they're, 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 they're not hostile to us. Oh, just the one is. But does Celeste yeah. know that? Well, she just sees a dwarf so and starts punching dwarves. <laughs> who's to say who's hostile and who's not? But okay. yes, uh, so the, the dwarves were leading this guy as a prisoner, and the, the two on the ends have actually actually have their crossbows and were shooting the prisoner. Now that he broke free and killed one of their own. Okay. I'll just make an unarmed So you can totally punch him if you want, but that's the situation. Oh. <laughs> so just, she just riled up. She got to punch She's somebody. in a rage. <laughs> Look, I got this fist right here. Somebody's getting punched. Uh, 
16. 16 does hit. This guy is wearing no armor whatsoever. Uh, or at least very tattered armor. All right. Or another seven damage. And uh, you all are thinking this guy has, for some reason, whatever seems to be affecting him has given him some super strength and constitution because he is still just perfectly fine. Oh, he is a little damaged, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. just like little like swipes and cuts and bruises. I mean, they're showing up on his body like normal. He looks, you know, like a person just super roided out. Yeah, he just all he kind of sees in front of him though is just less like going like this with her, her her battle axe, just keeping his you, attention. You mean, you mean Frey? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, technically it's less tar. That's why I got messed mm -hmm. up. My bad. Just hit the button, Celeste. Oh. Sorry, I forgot about that. I know, I know that's going to be a thing for a while. Like I said, we're just going to test it out. If we like it, we can stick with it. If it, if it's too cumbersome, then uh, we certainly don't have to use uh, it. Well, Celeste, her rage episode is over, and then she's going to back up. All right. And hide. Yeah. That mobility. Um, This dwarf is also going to fire his crossbow, which he's got vantage on. And does hit for a bit of damage as these bolts just sink into this dwarf. And again, just barely registering at all. Then it becomes the Berserker's turn. Uh, he is in the grease, doesn't seem to care. And he will begin slicing up Frey, or at least trying to. Once again, attacking recklessly. With that hand axe. 13. Nope. He can attack once more. 14. That's the time. For six slashing damage. And nope. this guy can attack thrice. 19. I'll do it. Another nine slashing damage. Just grunting and, and just slashing out with this axe and just a mad swing. And he has to roll that. Yep, sure does. Mm -hmm. Deck save because he doesn't seem to care. No longer. 13. Ooh, barely. He does fall uh, prone. Which doesn't make a difference because we already got advantage. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin it, but that is kind of true. <laughs> but it, it looks kind of cool because he slashes and all of a sudden he like stumbles onto the ground and falls a bit. But yes, you do have advantage on him anyway. Now I have double secret advantage. Double secret That's advantage. Right. I know, right? Um, so you said he doesn't like he's a little damaged, but he looks, still looks pretty tough. From what you can tell, yeah, you you think you would have like murdered a normal dwarf by now and he is just looks i mean he looks he looks wounded but he doesn't look like grievously wounded yet robin wasp whispered you edmund he is still um vulnerable to attacks where he might resist the effect <laughs> my friend just fyi somebody use away. my unsettling <laughs> words <laughs> basically it's basically going to be you and Edmund, um, I think, for... Uh, yeah, it's going to be mostly the two of us, for sure. For what? Uh, like, things that make him do saving throws. I see. 
Uh, well, that time is not right now. <laughs> I'm afraid the alchemist may not be. Or wait, would that have would that have been his his grease save? That actually would have been his grease save. Because I just right. realized I rolled a save for his grease at the end of his turn. That is a save. That is a save. Yes. Yeah, so it would have been that. Okay. You're so right. he technically had disadvantage on that save. Well, or no, no, sorry. No. He he rolled his he rolled his bardic inspiration to subtract it. He, he had a negative three to that. Roll. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We're so learning all of our abilities. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, ongoing um, effects would just be the next time it triggered. Right. I'm going to gamble that this battle might take a little longer. So, he's going to pull out his experimental elixir and toss it to Frey. Be like, drink this. It will make you stronger, probably. <laughs> It'll make you stronger, probably. <laughs> oh, wait, let's see. Can she drink it right now? Oh, as an act. Hold on. Sorry. As an action, a creature can drink it. How does Frey feel about me coming up and beating her up? <laughs> you want to use your action? <laughs> this is this is like a boxing match. She goes. Yeah, it's like the Gatorade comes, bottle. Where you're just like spraying. Because she's not putting that weapon down. If know, if Frey is willing so, and you're willing to use your action, I would allow it. And yeah, but you have to be it. you have to be next to her to do that for sure. This also butts up against one of our house rules, though. Oh, what is that? I, I think the, the the drinking a potion, taking an action, is something that's never done, but technically is accurate. It specifically says here, as an action, a creature can drink the elixir. Yeah, but technically, so is a healing potion. And we've just never run run with those rules. We've yeah. always run with potions. We've always said you get, like, one free, and then if you want to do anything else, then it would be an action at that point. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but that's just... It, our, our potion rules have never been the it takes an action to do it. My That's true. So I would probably say, Edmund, if you wanted to drink your own potions, I would like to do that as a free action for the same reason everybody else can drink a health potion as a free action. But I think if you want to administer it to somebody else, that's probably an action. I think it's usually uh, how we how we do it. Mm -hmm. But I have not codified that in the rules. <laughs> probably needs to be. And obviously, the person um, has to be willing or unconscious. <laughs> Usually, they're unconscious. If it splashes on her, will it count? I, I I would rule that if it was something you have to ingest, that you have to come up to that person and literally do like the Gatorade squeeze, and they have to be willing to uh, accept that. It doesn't seem in line with my character, but uh... or mine. Quite See, honestly. the problem is you got you to give these potions to people uh, ahead of time. Both, yeah, ahead of time. That's the key, because then they could do it as a free action. But True. Um, well, if I toss, can I toss it to her as a free action and I'll let her drink it next time? I'll allow it this time, I think. I don't, yeah, we'll have to figure that out because I never know who to like to give the potion to. Yeah, well, that's part of the that's part of the trick with with doing that is you're gonna have to figure it out and spread those potions out. All right, uh, we'll stick with that then. I'll do that in the future then. Uh, let me just uh, uh, reach down, make a few snowballs. You know, turn them into harder snowballs. Murder and, balls. Uh huh. Throw it at the guy. That does hit. Aim for his junk. Aim for his junk. Aim for his junk. Six. Oh crap! Hold on. He's he's down, so I have disadvantage. Um, really? Oh, he's prone. Is it, well, 
Yeah, because he fell. Remember, he slipped on the grease. Well, you have advantage on him because of the reckless, though. Because of the reckless. So it would just be uh, straight. Regular. So the 18 still stands. Okay. Remember, you're the one that can pull this grease down spell anytime that you want <laughs> if it's fucking you up. <laughs> I don't want to turn it back into non-grease. <laughs> That's the fun of that. Right. I'm not a wizard. I can't just un take away my spell. <laughs> anyway, I hit him. Oh, shoot. I had to hit that stupid button. Indeed, sir. Alright, uh, this dwarf has now collected himself and will turn around and attempt to... Or you know what, he grabs the axe off his fallen buddy and then attacks with that axe. He was my world! Indeed, and that does hit. Go to Valrovin's turn. I wasn't prepared for this combat to go another round! <laughs> Shoot. He is staring at his resources, going, how many how many resources do I want to use here? <laughs> DM loves to impose. That's right. Um, it's not like you have a whole mountain to get through. That's exactly. <laughs> uh he will continue as he's writing um the story of this combat he will just continue uh insulting this insane dwarf <laughs> uh describing now he's describing he's like gone because he's had time to like get creative with it because this has gone on for a little while he is describing like the hot fetid breath on Frey's face insane dwarf and his, like, rotted teeth and his crazy eyes. He's getting really in, into the, like, like uh, descriptions of the whole thing. But he's not being kind to that dwarf. <laughs> his description. And in fact, you might call it mocking. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Uh, you rolled the wrong thing again, by the way. I did indeed. It's Give me that description for Vicious Mockery yeah, once more. That's right. Well, you describe it so well, and yet the damage just does not reflect that. Uh, every time, it's just a one. <laughs> but it does All seem right. to be slightly effective. Yeah. Disadvantage on the next attack. You know what? I didn't do that last time either. Disadvantage on the next you, attack. Uh, you missed, anyway. I, I, oh, I was, you were paying attention? Okay. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, it's hard to remember. Yeah. Alright, Dwarf is firing his crossbow. That will still hit. These guys are like grunting and saying, Oh, God! Stronger than we thought. Thimbleweed. Now this mad dwarf seems to be sagging. Alright. I will attack with my crossbow, but I don't have my short bow. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration. Mm -hmm. We have a bandit. No, you and he's kidding. Uh, you, oh, yeah, because yeah. he's prone. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, yeah, right. you, would have, you, you would have advantage, but he's prone, so you would have disadvantage, so it cancels. 18 does hit, though. 
Oh, it had disadvantage? Uh, it was cancelled. It was a regular. Because he was prone, but you had advantage because he's recklessly attacking, so you just attack regular. So you did it just fine. <laughs> Alright. Bye-bye, inspiration. Mm-hmm. That's right. That does hit, though, so... Alright. 4-9 plus... Hmm. I don't know where the bug is coming. My next swarm uh, will infiltrate his orifices. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Normal situation that'd be and terrifying. They are large bugs. Still does not oh register, even with that grossness. <laughs> that is a medium amount of damage, though. Now he's like really just got blood pouring out of him, and muscles starting to twitch, and he's even got like this, like he does shriek occasionally. Nastiness. That bug, the the insects will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Ray, okay. move down here so I don't have to do that check again. <laughs> so advantage because yep. he's still recklessly attacking. Yeah. Jesus, really poorly today. <laughs> that will hit though. That's a little better. It is a little better. Just a little. Yeah, and now he's like just. I guess he's still prone, so he's still kind of like on his hands and knees, just kind of like just coughing up blood and spitting it. And insects. And, yeah. <laughs> Insect flies out of his mouth. Gross. Oh yeah, I gotta hit the stupid button. It's last. Step okay. into the grease. <laughs> Step into the grease. And... Make your deck save. That's our wedding song. Step into the grease. <laughs> <laughs> it's real dirty if you listen to the lyrics. <laughs> no, actually, it's really clean. <laughs> 18. There you go. Yeah. The whole um, grease. And Celeste just cleans the grease. <laughs> we'll be taking a new spell after the next level. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not happy this entire time. <laughs> All your allies are just trying to deal with the grease. The Berserker just doesn't give a shit. Okay, so I don't I don't have advantage. You do have advantage. Or I do. Right. That, that's just a range attack. That Correct. Range. Melee, melee, you've got okay. advantage, yeah. Oh, Ooh. excellent. Oof. Hold on. You're only one and a two. Still. There you go. That's true, because you didn't. We, you, you did not right. use I your mean, bonding inspiration earlier. I didn't earlier. use it, but I'm, I wasn't paying attention to know what, what I need. But it's a 1d6. Yeah. Ooh, oh, boy. Wow. Does it 13? Does a 13 hit? <laughs> 13, you think, just hits this raging lunatic. <laughs> She thinks back to when Valrov and told her she could heal herself. She's like, I can hit him. Which was technically hours ago, but I'll allow it anyway. You guys have been traveling oh, was for it? some time. Yeah. Was it <laughs> that long track. ago? <laughs> was it? I'm not about to screw over again, so. <laughs> All right, he's still barely uh, standing. He sings, barely I'm still standing. standing. Huh? He's prone, he's not standing. 
That's that's very uh, true. I'm still crouching awkwardly. Okay, so I'm still trying to understand some of my monk stuff. So with my martial arts thing, when I use the attack action with an unarmed strike or monk weapon, then I can use one unarmed strike as a bonus action. I get that part. But then I also have the flurry of blows. So after I take the attack action on my turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes. Mm -hmm. So... So it's like I choose one or the other, right? Because you only yes. have one one bonus. Yeah. Yep. Right. So you can either use one your key point to have technically two attacks, or you could just do a regular unarmed strike. Okay. But you only get so many key points per rest, so you have to think right. about when to use them. Right. Okay. I'm just going to make a regular one arm strike, which I also am. Con I've just been confused about my character sheet since I leveled up. Because now it says like that's this is radiant damage. I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that might yeah, be a sun soul thing. Like I don't they, know. Yeah. Well, I don't mm -hmm. think that it is. So that's why I've. Anyway, I'll look at it later. Okay. But um, anyway, I don't strike. But then like the sun soul thing wasn't actually in my sheet. Like, damn, I'm not sure. Soul, I ordered. So it, I ordered this on my plate. I don't know if it's the burrito supposed to be radiant. It didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go smooth. I'm regretting my whole order now. <laughs> anyway, that's seven radiant damage, apparently. <laughs> All right. Your cleanliness soaks his very soul. Um, he, He's got almost nothing. Like, he is just... Looks like he is finally knocking on death's door. He's, he's sagged. Um, and he's incredibly wounded. And I'm gonna hop away. Do I have to make another deck saving throw? Nope. Moving nope. out of the grease? Nope. Okay. Oh. Um. Scroll up. And. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, this guy seems. Wow. Very pleased. Um. This <laughs> this dwarf finally, after seeing uh, Celeste uh, do this awesome uh, mop strike, and then kind of like a, I don't know, you kick out with your foot or something, and then dance away. He brings like right when the uh, berserker looks about to bring his head up and give one last final like insane flurry of strikes on Frey. Um, this one dwarf, probably the, the first one that spoke to you, brings up his crossbow and fires, and it goes through uh, this mad dwarf's head finally slumps to the ground he ceased and dwarf says well I guess I guess we needed your help after all <laughs> looks down and like kicks the other dead one like oh gods. Glad <laughs> we could be his service. Um, and he appears to be much more communicative, and says, uh, "Derek, is a quiet dwarf, mostly kept to himself. Always the quiet ones." Uh, about a week ago, he was bragging. 
he found some kind of obsidian crystal something. Man never said more than two words to anyone. Mary wouldn't shut up about it. Strange. Kept acting weirder after that. Nora caught him just standing in a tuddle, muttering to himself, or he'd run off. Didn't think much of it, but got worse. Started making fights. Anyone nearby exploding? Nothing. And Everin fronted him in his room. Derek attacked him. Blade nearly killed him. Crazed. Had to lock him in his room. Clan leader determined he was cursed. Sentenced him to exile. Mention of the obsidian, Edmund's gonna run over and examine his body. Look for the obsidian. Um, yeah, you search through and you don't, um, you don't see any sign of any. I mean, it doesn't look like he's got anything, you know, on him whatsoever. He barely had. I mean, he had like the Hulk trousers on, um, and that's about the equivalent of what he had. But, uh, but yeah, the descriptions certainly match. Um, things that you've might know about. I'd like to cut into his stomach. <laughs> None of us expected that. I can't find it. Maybe he ingested it. Maybe. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. uh, at that point, one of their dwarves says, "What are you doing?" Crystal must be still in him. If it's not on him. Unless you you all know where the this obsidian crystal is, yes. Yeah, it's deep into his stomach when you start asking the questions. <laughs> <laughs> and because of what you just did, the dwarves like let you do that, but they're very horrified by this. Um, and the other one says, uh, "The crystal? No, no. I I think the clan leader took it." And they both exchange Why? glances. Why didn't you say that sooner? Yeah. You didn't fucking ask. You just dove into his stomach. <laughs> Intestines and gut just come out with yep. the hands. <sighs> well, it's not here. I th- searched thoroughly anyway. <laughs> um... Edmund, I'm gonna have to give you a point of inspiration for digging into this dwarf's stomach because, goddamn it, I did not expect that at all. It's good to know that you don't have to have it on you to be under the influence. Perhaps we should follow up with this, then, my friend. Yes, this chieftain of theirs has. This... Might Look perhaps up. he come under the same influence? Look what it did to this dwarf. He used to be a quiet one, they say. Now look at him. You're saying some piece of rock did this? That's what we're investigating. We've only just this morning heard stories about a timid young man who uh, came under the similar effects through similar circumstances. 
name is Horsaw. Horsaw. You just vomit everywhere. MVPC poll is up. Please vote for your MVPC this session. Uh, the dwarves look increasingly worried when you seem to be linking these things together. I mean, do we think it's a bad idea to go, like, get this crystal from their chief, or at least, you know, warn him? We should make sure that the uh, the ten towns are going to be safe. We gotta do some investigating to make sure the crazy isn't going to spread. Yeah. If there's a if there's a crystal out there that just drives everyone who touches it crazy, maybe we want to uh, get get that out of circulation. <laughs> um, the lead dwarf kind of um, shakes his head, but he's thoughtful about it and says, "No, ciders are not permitted in the valley." But he seems to kind of hesitate for a second. I can talk, plan, chief, about what happened. We don't have time for you to go talk and to come back and seek our aid. Either you shake us in there right now, or your whole population just gets devastated by 50 of these derricks. Um... They look, uh, they look pretty upset about that. And, uh, I, roll me a persuasion check, uh, Edmund. Normal or advantage? But you can have advantage because you are, uh, elbow deep in another man's stomach. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> That's right. As you do. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, 15's pretty good. Um, but the dwarf um, hesitates for a long time and finally says, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but I have very strict rules. But I will follow up on this. We will send word. We know this region well. Sure will to be able to find you if we're in further need of your aid. But what I might suggest we are dwarves and we take care of our problems here. Alright, well we'll just be at the castle up there and uh <laughs> That's right. You know, when we're done we'll come sift over your dead town and uh figure it out <laughs> You signed your own death warrant, dwarf man. <laughs> I don't really care about you guys. I just care about my research. So, uh, good luck. I suggest you uh, isolate this fragment in some way. You have something akin to a lead-lined box of some sort, or some sort of isolation you might be able to uh, place this, this uh, artifact in and perhaps bring it to us if we cannot come to you. At this, the dwarf, his patience and, and, and kindness seems to be waning a bit. 
and now he's growing a little bit more irritated. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, our clan leader is very smart dwarf. We've dealt with our share of threats plenty of times. We well, he will know the best way of dealing with anything dangerous. Certainly, but might I point out, just as a point of observation, that your clan leader is as smart as this one, he points to the gourd body, was quiet. Frey will just look at the, uh, the dwarf and say, uh, when uh, your smart runs out, we'll be back. Um, Edmund gets up from the body and uh, places Derek's heart in his hands and says, remember Derek. As he walks away, just kind of like cleaning himself up. Wow. (laughs) Or nods carefully at that. It's not in like a mean or cruel way or anything. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's another way to to <laughs> hand, hand another... someone. A... <laughs> yeah, it's malicious. It's very it's academic. <laughs> it's academic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you part ways with the dwarves? If they don't want anything to do with this anymore, I, I don't guess we have a choice. They're not. They're not. They're seemingly non-cooperative. You know, at this point, they seem pretty. Right. Uh, pretty. They were a little bit amiable, but like I said, they and and Fran Thimbleweed, you would probably know the reputation of the dwarves here. They're very uh, insular and very much proud, mm-hmm. and you know, want to take care of their own things. And you know that even having you know this little dust up allowed you a little bit of camaraderie, but then kind of those old you know traditional values kind of came back into play once you started you know trying to mo- be more suggestive about what they should do and those kind of things. So before nice. Frey leaves, she'll use like her little dagger knife and just like pop his hand off and and put it in her bag. And if anyone looks like, yeah. What, you take Derek's hand? Yeah. It's even worse than what I did. <laughs> I don't think so. You, you handed you, a man his heart. Do, do you also need to do research, my dear friend? <laughs> yes. I am unclear on what we're doing with all these body parts. (laughs) These bunch of ghouls. It is a spoil of the fact that we defeated this one. Oh dear. You take grisly trophies from your victims, eh? I've taken it from all of the ones we have fought. Uh, Wait, hold on. (laughs) Robin thinks back, is this accurate? Has she like Taking pieces of, of previous victims or for uh, combatants, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think there's a one time you mentioned it early on, mm-hmm. but should have written yeah. it down then. I guess. Mm-hmm. Written it that down is before. not that is not a part of the story I have expounded upon yet, but I shall start thusly. He starts flipping back to see. <laughs> exactly, two pages. <laughs> check my notes. Check my notes. <laughs> Body part trophies, body part trophies. Nope, nope. Uh, nice. Do you have any tips on getting rid of dwarf blood from my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, if you if you part ways with the dwarves and the mutilated body at this point, 
Yeah, it's pretty You <laughs> all can continue your journey as the mountain looms before you. I believe that is where we will end our session. Thimbleweed, you were our MVPC. Thimbleweed. Right. Sweet Thimble bug weed. action. Sweet bug action. Roll on that beautiful table. Have yourself a potion of healing, sir. You probably Boy, that one's come up. It, it's it's meant it's weighted that way. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like a D twenty, <laughs> but ten of them are like potion of healing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's in the house rules. If you look it up, it tells you like what the actual what the numbers breakdown are? is. Yeah. yeah. It gets pretty rare as you go along to the other actual rewards, but Potion of Healing is the most common for sure. It's a good reward. Yeah. It is a good reward. I agree. All right. Uh, that will do it for this week's session of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching, and thank you to the awesome patrons. Shoutouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Medwell, Wizard, Princess, Christopher, Thomas, Captain Mike, Adam, Aiden, Instant Lose, Smog, Roger, and Stan. Gold Patrons, RPG, Paper Crafts, Charming Grenade, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marco, Stid, Vicente, Gilberto, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Ross, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Fatboy619, Skelly Nick, Farty McButterpants, Blood Angel, Veronis, Baboon, Baboon, Sean, AK, Cert, Tubi, Nathan, and Fast Like a Tortoise. Live streaming art, D&D sessions every week. See you next time. Tune in in a bit for our Frost Side chat. As both parties walk away from a gourd. <laughs> from a gourd mutilated body. <laughs> on the pure white snow. Just chest oh, up. up. God. <laughs> the puddle of grease I'm starting to regret this outro music I chose. <laughs> I think you need to have multiple options. Yeah. Like, versions. how did the how did this session go? Did it end on a happy note? Then you can play this song. Did yep. it end on this the fact the, that the Raymond equalizer. cut open a body and handed yep. a person a heart? Then you did play something a little less happy. <laughs> <laughs>